Welcome to the Journal.ie's The Explainer, where every week we take a deep dive into a different news story. I'm Sinead O'Carroll, and this week, can Ireland grow its own medicinal cannabis? So we're on episode nine of The Explainer, and it's about time for a personal revelation, I think. So my one is I absolutely love Home and Away. Yep, the Australian soap that probably you thought ended years ago, but it's 30 years on the go and it's still on for 20 minutes a day and it gives you your dose of unrealistic lives, perfect weather and beautiful beach hair. It's the perfect counter to working in news, which is my reason for watching it. Um, our guest here today, Christina Finn, the Journal.ie's political correspondent, is... Mm, not nodding her head in agreement at me, but bear with me, Christina. There is a reason I'm bringing it up. We said that we're looking today at Ireland growing its own medicinal cannabis. And in Summer Bay at the moment, there's a young character called Rafi who has epilepsy that will not respond to treatment. It's a terrible plight and it's awful for her and her family. And they're actually now looking at getting medicinal cannabis for her as a way of reducing her symptoms and seizures. Now, Home and Away obviously doesn't get that topical that often. It's way before the watershed. It's made for teens and young adults. So the fact that they're covering it as a legitimate treatment means that medicinal cannabis has gone mainstream and Australia does kind of use Home and Away as an educational public service and announcement for people. But one of the things that I found funny in a recent episode was that Rafi's well-meaning but ill-informed boyfriend went and bought her an illegal joint for her to smoke. And I'm kind of thinking that's not what we're talking about when we're talking about medicinal cannabis, right, Christina? No, not exactly, though. It sometimes can be smoked. But what we're really talking about when we discuss medicinal cannabis here is uh, medicines that contain cannabis ingredients, basically. So not necessarily your spliffs or your doobies. Um, you know, there is no way for an adult to sound cool when they talk I like know, this. <laughs> I know, I sound something out of, straight out of Clueless. But what we're basically talking about is the two main ingredients that are contained in cannabis plants. So we're talking about THC and CBD are a combo of the two. So THC at the moment requires a license to be used here because it has psychoactive ingredients. Um, and then the second one, CBD, does not need a license. So that's why you'll see things like CBD coffee shops around and CBD oils that are... Yeah, there's loads of shops have popped exactly. up everywhere. So people can regularly buy them. So what we're talking about here is these ingredients being put into medicines that can be used for people like Rafi and other people that have epilepsy or multiple sclerosis and uh, chronic pain, basically. And it's contained in foods and oils primarily. But, you know, sometimes you might see in films and things, people in chemotherapy treatment having uh, the odd smoke. Yeah, and it is legal now in Ireland. Technically, it is not legal as of yet. The legislation is coming down the road in a couple of weeks to give the medicinal cannabis access scheme statutory footing. So we're almost there. It's been a long time coming since pretty much 2016. This debate has been raging since um, Solidarity People Before Profit, Gino Kenny, tried to push through his cannabis for medicinal use regulation bill. So that passed committee stage... Um, Fine Gael actually didn't oppose it, um, so everything seemed to be on track. But then that legislation stalled, much to the dissatisfaction of Deputy Kenny. So the government said they were working on their own plans for this medicinal cannabis access scheme. So in November 2016, the Minister for Health, Simon Harris, announced a review, basically, of the policy um, for cannabis to be used for medicinal purposes. And he requested the HPRA's view on the use of cannabis. Just explain medicine. who the HPRA are. So they're there. the um, Health Products Regulatory Authority and they assess 
all these sort of medicines and med- medicinal products and whether they should be allowed. So they get this green light or not? Yeah. So the, they reported back and they reported back in February 2017 and said if the government went down the road of allowing access to cannabis for medicinal use, that it should only be allowed for clearly defined medical conditions, which, as you said, were outlined there home and away <laughs> and the rest so these we're talking about multiple sclerosis uh, nausea and vomiting related to chemotherapy um, and severe epilepsy so it's quite limited um, and that's obviously going to be probably a cause of criticism when this access scheme actually does get rolled out people are probably going to be calling for it for other illnesses such as perhaps long-term back pain or other illnesses that perhaps need pain management so that's probably the next campaign that's going to kick off from this. So just to get back to where we are now, you, you've discussed an access program. So what? how are we actually getting the cannabis that we need for those people? Mm-hmm. I know they're a limited group of people, but how are they actually getting the cannabis that they need or how will they get it? It's worth noting, as suppose, the access program is not yet operational. So at the minute, we're operating under the old ministerial license system. Um, so this means that the Minister for Health basically grants a license to an Irish registered medical practitioner for medicinal cannabis for a certain patient. And there's only really a handful of people who've gotten this. Um, people remember Ava Timmy's mum Vera walking exactly. to the doll to try and get the minister to sign off yeah. for her family so these people have gotten licences they've been given the green light to get it prescribed to them and the problem is there's no medicinal cannabis here so the families are forced to travel to the likes of the Netherlands to pharmacies abroad um, where they can basically get that prescription filled so the next I suppose step for government obviously is letting these patients get medicinal cannabis here And how are we going to do that? Basically, we're going to have to import it because we don't grow it here, as we've said. So in 2016, people thought that really with this access scheme that the ball was going to start moving. But really, it's been two years. No progress has been made on it. So the Taoiseach Lear of Radcliffe and Simon Harris both said that the problem that was holding that up was basically finding a supplier. Um, sort of an interesting yeah, quotation. It's usually not a problem for people, but... <laughs> exactly. So they said they needed to find someone who was willing and capable capable to, to provide cannabis up to a standard of pharmaceutical regulation. So we're, you know, people might think, well, sure, there's loads of cannabis. Sure, my right. neighbour down the road can grow it easily, but yeah, not it's not that. Like it needs product. to be quality assured and tested because this has been given, obviously, to some very ill patients and it needs to be of a certain standard to make sure there's no side effects. So they basically said the rollout of the access scheme was dependent on getting a commercial operator to make these products available in Ireland. And we were speaking to Leo Vradker actually about this during a Journal.ie interview with them. And he had some interesting thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have to say I'm, I'm not an expert in the cultivation of cannabis medicinal or otherwise. So I'm not sure not sure how well it would grow in Ireland. Um, uh, but, but you, you know, it is the case in Ireland that um, medicinal cannabis is legal. Now, getting the license from the minister is complicated and we're trying to improve that. Um, but at the moment, it's not possible to grow it. So it has to be uh, imported from or a lot of that you have to go to the Netherlands to, farm, to pharmacies to get it there. Um, and it, I, I understand the Department of Health is working on plans to import it from the Netherlands or Denmark. Um, but from a whole common sense point of view, you know, if something is legal in Ireland, and it is with the prescription, um, you know, why import it from the Netherlands or Denmark when we could grow it here? So it's nothing that I have an objection to, um, but I'm not sure whether it's a viable alternative for, uh, for many farmers. And I'm not sure how, how much it would even be needed because there's only a relatively small number of patients who 
uh, currently have a license for it or a benefit from it. You heard Leo there say there's only a small number of patients, but those patients need it now or they needed it yesterday, really. Um, there's obviously going to be no growing of it yet, even if it's viable in the future. How are they going to get it? Do, are we any clearer? Yeah, so as the Taoiseach said there, um, it's been over two years. They've been looking for this supplier and basically the health department did sort of a reconnaissance mission over to mainland Europe to try and find a company or somebody that'd be willing to import it over to Ireland. And the delays obviously have been heavily criticised by those campaigners that you mentioned and the families who really had to wait in pain and even, you know, pay for those travel expenses. Yeah, the financial difficulties are big. Yeah, so the journal.ie reported this year that there's actually been a breakthrough and the department having travelled abroad and um, I'm not saying they tested anything at all, (laughs) but the department had found a supplier in Denmark and they were happy to go ahead with it. So that's sort of where we're at at the moment in terms of signing up a supplier for it. It seems odd to me, Christina, that it actually took us two years because we're not the first country to legalise medicinal cannabis. So what do other countries do? Did they have to do the same level of waiting that we have? Different countries handle the situation very differently. Like in short, each country basically operates its own system and there's like no harmonised EU law um, for cannabis use. And each country has sort of had their own system of rolling it out. So say, for instance, um, cannabis for the medicinal uses Use in Australia, Canada, Germany, Greece, Italy, Netherlands, Uruguay, and also a number of states in the United States as well. So all experiences are different and there's no international regional standards currently exist at all. So I suppose some countries have set up separate state agencies, um, set up their own rules. Well, others leave it up to the health department. So like, for instance, in the Netherlands, since 2001, the Office of Medicinal Cannabis was the government agency established to deal with it. And um, so basically that really does have a monopoly, a monopoly on the medicinal cannabis use in Europe. So um, it's state it's supplied. State, so. Yeah. So they basically operated solely themselves. The Czech Republic set up a separate agency, while initially the Ministry for Health coordinates the regulation. So in, in fact, Harris paid a visit to Denmark and discussed the issue with his counterpart there, as it may be a place that Ireland might look towards for its own rules and regulations. So for a bit of background on this, our assistant producer, Nikki Ryan, spoke to, uh, let me get this right, Reika Jacobson. She's the CEO of an organisation called Cannabis Denmark, who support research into medicinal cannabis. And they're also involved in the cultivation um, of cannabis there in Denmark. Um, She spoke to us about how Denmark have a pilot program in place for the cultivation of cannabis. And she says the businesses there vary in terms of scale. So some farmers um, are small scale and they just grow it, while others are a lot more upscaled and they're larger. They grow it, but also process process it on site. Um, Mainly, though, she said that agricultural organisations were actually key to it being grown in Denmark, which is really interesting. And they pushed it forward to have the cultivation in Denmark. It's really because of uh, our organization in agriculture. So now we have about uh, 23 um, uh, licenses uh, and uh, many more who have applied for it. Some are smaller companies and we also have the Israeli companies, German companies, Dutch companies uh, who have invested in the Danish companies uh, and some are big and some are small. We got everything. 
uh, and uh, we hope to see the first crop uh, here uh, in summertime. Reika mentioned there that they're expecting their first crop this summer, so it's a kind of obvious why we would have looked to them. They're kind of just ahead of us um, on this issue. So will we quite soon see cannabis being grown in Ireland? Well, that's something that we need to figure out. Um, we spoke to Simon Harris uh, for this podcast and he's quite clear that, yes, like it could be an option for Ireland, but the government really needs to get its house in order first. Yeah, so I, I have very much an open mind um, on whether Ireland should grow its own product. My gush feeling is it should. Uh, and I base that on the fact that I'm looking at what they've done in Denmark, where they put in place an access programme pretty similar to the one we're proposing here. Um, and they've taken the decision uh, to now grow their own. I met my Danish counterpart on this recently. And I suppose it does give you the benefit of having certainty of supply quality assurance and the likes as well but there's obviously a significant lead in time so my priority to be quite blunt right now is to set the program up make sure irish patients can access medicinal cannabis make sure they can access it here in ireland without the need to travel abroad to get the product um, because there obviously are some patients today who can under a ministerial license scheme uh, access medicinal cannabis but sometimes they're not able to get the product here in ireland so priority one change the regulations so we have an access program uh, priority two make sure people can access it here in ireland and then we'll, we'll have the discussion about whether ireland should have its own supply or not um, but, I, but i don't see why not um, but it's it's a bit away i think the priority first now is to get this scheme up and running those two last guests i think people in the irish farmers association will be listening with interest so there is maybe a possibility for farmers but there's also a pharmaceutical element to this so if we do grow cannabis here who exactly will do it well simon harris was asked about this actually last year and he said this really could be an opportunity for farmers uh, leo Varadkar has also indicated that it could be a runner here so legislation currently actually prohibits farmers from growing cannabis but this policy like it could change and um, it could be up for review Uh, That's according to the department. But realistically, according to the department also, the products have to come from a GMP certified facility or have an equivalent internationally recognised facility for its quality standards. So that may well rule out the smaller farming supplier you know, in the near future. Yeah, for now. But if there is future diversification, which people keep saying farmers in Ireland need to do. And just on the weather side of things, I think we all have images of grow houses and what cannabis needs to actually be able to thrive. Is there anything, our climate or weather, that matters or will this all be done in in labs and in pharmaceutical arenas? Well, that's it, really. The medicinal cannabis sites tend to be large, highly professional operations, large greenhouses like with climate control and quality lab assurances. So the day of Ireland perhaps having fields of open air cannabis plant farms might not be in the future. Um, Maybe not near, (laughs) maybe not the near future. But well, the Department of Health, they've told us that it's not in a position to advise whether or not the cultivation of cannabis for medicinal use will be permitted in the future. The minister actually did tell us there is an opportunity here for Ireland. Um, Ireland should perhaps not have to rely on anyone else for its own supply of medicinal cannabis, um, you know, which isn't something he has actually hinted at before. Yeah, so I don't want to jump too many fences yet because we, we haven't done that evaluation. It'd be wrong for me to suggest that we have, but I, I don't necessarily think it would have to be a matter of big pharma. It could well be that Ireland Inc. would decide to own its own supply um, and that the Public Health Service could own its own supply or indeed that... Um, you know, existing state companies or the likes um, could, could decide to diversify into this space. So it's really too early to judge to judge that. I mean, the big battle I suppose we've been involved in for such a long period of time was securing supply. Uh, and now the fact that we have a number of companies willing to import product into Ireland um, is, is quite a success and will mean that patients can now access medicinal cannabis here in their own country. So I know I'm, I'm skipping ahead here a couple of steps, but if we are to listen to Simon Harris there and say, you know, it might be in a clinical setting, but we may grow it ourselves 
does that mean that we could actually become quite a hub for it? Well, as the minister explained, he really does want to put the cart before the horse on this one. The government really wants to get over it. The first hurdle, um, actually getting medicinal cannabis into the country for the patients that need it. But like, as you said, there is money to be made from the industry. Um, for example, like Colorado is a business that's been selling over a billion dollars worth of recreational and medicinal cannabis over the last number of years. So that's just a massive, billion dollars yeah, over a huge market. So like Harris has even said in that clip that Ireland could end up owning its own cannabis supply like something he's never really said before um so that's obviously opens up a huge market possibly in tax revenue and all the rest of it uh for ireland so he has said that such consideration might be one though for the agriculture minister rather than himself because he's really in the business just of looking after the health and and the patients and all the rest well in fact businesses are showing an interest in this perhaps farmers are um you know perhaps it is something that we could tap into and could there be are something that the IDA has its eyes on of course and I think it was um the founder of Teeling Whiskey has actually said that the cannabis market is the next big thing for Ireland so we've really had huge companies looking to get their foot in the door on this so earlier this year we had a Canadian investment group was looking to acquire a stake in an Irish medicinal cannabis company and that deal was actually worth 1.8 million euro um, there's another European investment group uh, looking to open a network of clinics that specialise in medicinal cannabis across Ireland and the UK. And there was also a cannabis grower called MJ Holding, which is a very large company. And they were looking to jump basically across the Atlantic to Europe because they have their eyes in Dublin for its headquarters. So there's some really significant, very large stakeholders who see Ireland perhaps as a potential cash cow in the future. Yeah. And also like that, this, in the same way that we are for a lot of other businesses, you know, we're that bridge to Europe. And with Brexit and, and the UK not, you know, being our rival in that mm-hmm. sense, we're the obvious choice, probably. Uh, we are indeed like, but the current state of play really with the government at the moment is just getting the cannabis for the patients that need it. They seem to think that this big idea of us perhaps becoming a European hub for medicinal cannabis being a long while off. There's a massive lead in time for all that. Um, So at the minute, they're really just focusing on the task at hand. And obviously in doing that, we are looking at other countries. We've talked a lot about Denmark and how they've got it up and running. So are we going to really just see a carbon copy of someone else's system or will there be anything that will be unique to us? Well, actually, when we were speaking to Simon Harris ahead of this podcast, we did put that to him. And he does seem eager for Ireland really to take a bit of initiative on this. What we didn't want to do, I mean, the easiest thing in the world for me to do would have been to, you know, pretend to set up a medicinal access program where you could have signed the regulations but not then actually had the product and that would have been so disingenuous so what we've been trying to do is sequence everything at the right time so we have the clinical guidelines in place where the doctors now have devised them because it should be doctors devising these not politicians uh, we have the call for supply and I believe we have a number of interested suppliers we have the regulations the changing of the law almost ready in the sense that I expect to be able to sign those regulations very very shortly and when you take those kind of three ingredients if you pardon the pun together um, you will now see the operation of Ireland's first ever um, compassionate access scheme for medicinal cannabis. I think there'll be probably some heartening uh, audio in that for a lot of people who may be not on the initial list, but might think that, that there is f- a hope in the future that they could get some of these treatments, as he said, they're experimental or not. I think my last question, Christina, for you, and it again probably jumps ahead more than the HBRA or uh, any Minister of Health would like me to, but now that medicinal cannabis is legal, Is there any kind of path to legalising cannabis for recreational use? 
Well, recreational cannabis use is really a whole kettle of fish and a debate really probably for another day. So political parties are on board, I suppose, for the cannabis for medicinal use, but uh, not many go further than that. So during a debate on the issue a couple of years ago, a lot of Fine Gael TDs said that cannabis was a gateway drug. Um, and at their previous Ardesh, actually, they voted down a motion to legalise the use of it. Um, like Fianna Fáil as well have said they're fully behind medicinal cannabis. Michal Martin has been calling out Simon Harris constantly on the delay of the medicinal cannabis access scheme. So obviously he will welcome um, movement on this, but there's been no further calls for recreational use. It, it differs for other parties. Interestingly, the Green Party last year called for decriminal decriminalisation of cannabis um, and they even said they'd like to see Amsterdam style cannabis coffee shops around Ireland so that's you know a lot further a lot than, further than a lot of other parties and you know we've had Sinn Féin's Jonathan O'Brien as well he's gone on the record as saying he favours decriminalisation of possession particularly for small quantities um, Solidarity PBP have previously said they support the Portuguese mod- model of decriminalisation um, so a whole different range I suppose of views on that perhaps it the medicinal cannabis might be the first stepping stone for that debate, but I really do think it's probably a long way off. Yeah, the recreational use and decriminalisation issues are very separate, but it will be interesting to see what scheme Ireland ends up with, hopefully this year, for people who do require medicinal cannabis. Thanks so much for explaining that to us, Christina. Thank you. And also just want to say I hope Rafi gets better in Home and Away, but if anyone knows what happens, I'm about two weeks behind, so no spoilers, please and thank you. Thank you for listening to The Explainer. This episode was brought to you by our executive producer, Christine Bowen, producer Aoife Barry, and assistant producer and tech operator, Nikki Ryan. Thanks to Christina Finn, Minister Simon Harris, and all our contributors today. I'm Sinead O'Carroll, and we'll be back next week with a brand new topic. In the meantime, check out some of our other episodes. Last week, we took a look at the UK's new porn blocking law, uncovering some really interesting problems and idiosyncrasies of that legislation. And it's slowly been creeping back on the agenda so why not go back to episode one and figure out how brexit will affect your food shopping every week if Theresa may cannot get her deal over the line and if you are enjoying these episodes please leave us a review and rating wherever you listen to your podcasts thank you and catch you next time